Spirit-filled revelations, the prophetic voice, J. Anthony Blessed, revelation exposed. Want to set you up right now, something that I re recorded 2018, hard to kill, talking about the government and politics and all the corruption that's in our world. Want you to take a few minutes just to listen to the first beginning, and then we're going to dig deep into this subject matter. Welcome to the prophetic world. Talking about all of the corruption that we endure. You can get this on uh, my YouTube station, J. Anthony Carroll. I did a whole CD with seven songs. I think you might get blessed if you tune in. Check it out. I gave a special dedication to uh, Nars Town, PA, where I grew up. And where all this began as a rapper way back in the day. So this is just setting up a foundation to what I'm going to be talking about. Inner city corruption. God is always in control. Sounding the trumpet on today. Let the prophet speak. I'm hard to kill. Y'all check it out when you get a chance. Spirit-filled revelations, the prophetic voice, revelation exposed. Welcome to this podcast once again. Glory to God. It's a beautiful day in Phoenix, Arizona. Glory to God. And as we prep and prepare, my lovely wife and I, I believe God has a word for the masses. Before I start, I'd like to remind you that my email address is Carol James, C A R R O L L James, 0612 at gmail.com. Um, for any uh, comments or if you uh, have a desire to uh, donate to the cause, a love offering, uh, please email me and uh, I'll get the message and get back with you as to how to send us a love offering. Uh, I'm not doing PayPal or GoFundMe or anything like that. Be led by the Spirit of God if you desire to help us stay on the air, okay? Um, I'm also going to say that uh, we are here to represent 
uh, spirit-filled revelations. Remember this. Revelation Exposed is the name of the podcast. BBS Radio and TV Station 1. If you don't have Facebook, you can go on to my YouTube station, J.AnthonyCarroll. There you will find all of my videos that I have posted. Uh, I pray that you check them out and I pray that you get blessed by what God is speaking uh, in this last and evil day. And so, I like to always give biblical foundation, and I want to go to the book of Isaiah, and I'm only going to read just the beginning of uh, what the prophet is speaking about. Uh, in this time, in this region, uh, the prophet Isaiah is speaking to the people that have been afflicted, uh, downtrodden broken hearted. They have endured much chaos in this region. And so the prophet comes on the scene and declares what is to come in their future. He's given them a word of encouragement. I am a motivational speaker and I plan to inspire you uh, to check out what the prophet is speaking. We're going to take it into 2022, but I'm going to give my foundation from the book of Isaiah, chapter number 61. Okay, now the first verse says here, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. Listen. He has sent me. To bind up the broken hearted. To proclaim liberty. To the captives. And freedom. To the prisoners. Listen. To proclaim the favorable year. Of the Lord. And to release. The word of God with vengeance. To comfort all who mourn. To grant those who mourn in Zion. Giving them garland instead of ashes. Listen, listen. Giving them the oil of gladness instead of mourning. Listen, listen. The mantle of praise instead of the spirit of fainting so they will be called oaks of righteousness the planning of the Lord that he may be glorified then they will listen rebuild the ancient ruins they will raise up the former devastations and they will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Glory to God. Uh, what a mouthful and what a declaration over the people at that time that struggled uh, 
this governmental overcast that caused them to be inflicted. It caused them to be broken hearted. It caused them to mourn about what was going on uh, in that region at the time. It, it tried to take away their joy. It tried to take away their peace. And the people were looking for a word from God to set them free. There it is. It kicked in. To set the captives free. Those that were prisoners to this domain of authority that were causing them to live in utter chaos. Glory to God. And so the prophet comes on the scene and speaks into the life of the people and began to set them free. Listen, first in their mind. They're psychic because emotionally and mentally, these people were drained. They had no answers. They did not know where their help was coming from. But the prophet comes on the scene. That's who I am. He comes on the scene to declare liberty, to set these captives free. To break the chains of frustration over their lives. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to try to take my time, but I'm going to dig deep into this. Because I'm bringing it to 2022. And I'm going to attack the demonic issues of the inner city corruption. I'm going to give you a history of the background of what this is all about. When we talk about the ghetto, the inner city, as my lovely wife and I were uh, researching some things and I went and looked up some stuff because I like to research and uh, I looked up the word ghetto and it gave me a definition of what it was all about. The devil had the nerve to give it a definition. <laughs> you know, the ghetto. It's in your dictionary. And what this was, which originally started with the Jews, as well as the Italians, and many other different minorities, listen, that were put into this system we call the ghetto. Uh, and then what the United States of America decided to do is to make a blueprint of this system that they put in place with the Jewish people first, as well as the Italian, as well as the Africans. So this is not about um, not coming against your race. If you are Caucasian or Mexican or Italian, German, Jewish or Irish. I'm talking to you about a system that was set in place that caused you to be enslaved. Many of the Italians were enslaved. Africans were enslaved. Irish were enslaved. They were uh, enslaved. The Jewish were enslaved to this system. 
And so this is about a system that uh, introduced slavery. And so what they did was they placed uh, these different minority groups in uh, their own private areas, their own private society, we will call it. Uh, I also want to mention uh, the same thing happened as well to our, our Native Americans, only they gave them uh, the, the, the title reservations. Um, so reservations end up being their ghettos. And so they set it up uh, making it look like uh, they were doing something good. But uh, after talking to some of my Native Americans that actually have experienced the res, they call it, it's just like being in the hood. Everything and anything that goes on in the hood is on the reservations. And so uh, this system has been put in place in many places. Listen, listen, listen. And uh, I'm going to expose some things uh, this afternoon. Glory to God. And so I want you to understand the prophet's heart. He was speaking to the people because he knew that their hearts were broken, that they were being afflicted, and that they had no end to this chaos. And it just kept going on and on and on for centuries we're talking about. I'm taking you back 430 years of oppression under this system we call the ghetto or the hood. Glory to God. And so I'm going to dig deep. I'm going to ask my lovely wife to begin. I'm going to ask her to take her time. Uh, sometimes she can read a little fast. That's the Italian in her. She's a mover and a shaker. She like to go, go, go. So I'm going to try to slow her down a little bit so that you can really get the meat of what we're going to be talking about. Glory to God. Let us begin. The church must reach out and begin to evangelize the inner city, the ghetto, the hood. There is an urgency and special need for spiritual warfare. So there's a whole lot in what she just said. First of all, as a man of God, I want to motivate and inspire the church to begin to reach out even the more to the inner city issues. Uh, it's time to go deep down into uh, the projects. Uh, the hood, the inner city, uh, to really get down in the streets and to see what is going on. I believe sometimes the church gets churchy and they get saved and they have their own domain, uh, the church that they are affiliated with where they go to worship and praise God and they forget that Jesus made a made commission that we were to go out to the byways and the highways and we were to evangelize and minister the gospel of Christ. I think people forget about that. We've got so comfortable in our churches that we decided to just be at home and be safe 
inside those four walls and forgot about the people on the outside of the walls. And so you come out of church, you get in your car and you drive away and you forget about what's going on right there in your city. Glory to God. I'm going to dig deep. I want you to know it's time to evangelize the cities. To go out and begin to speak into the lives of those who are lost in a place of chaos. Glory to God. Now I'm feeling this thing. All right. Let's read a little bit more. I want to stay right there. This has for centuries caused mass chaos. Yes. And various of genocide. Genocide. I'm going to be talking about it as I go into the message. How there is genocide in the land. Mass murders. Killings like never before. I'm just 60 years old. So for six decades, I personally have experienced uh, the dangerous insights of the inner city. What goes on on the streets of the inner city. What goes on in the projects that were built that house thousands of people that are in one area in a place of chaos and how much murder and bloodshed there is in the streets. We're going to expose that today. Read. This message has been given to me by the Holy Spirit. Yes. To expose this massive spirit of destruction and cycle of defeat. Destruction. Very well said, honey. And cycle of defeat. My God, my God. For centuries, this has been going on. This just did not start. It started 400, maybe 500 years ago. And is ongoing as we speak. And like I say, at 60 years old, what I experienced as a child living in the inner city would blow your mind. But listen, I'm going to dig deep and uncover some of what I experienced. Please understand that anything that I put out is God-given, spirit-filled. These are my own notes. I do my own research. I am not a copycat killer. I listen and hear from God what he wants me to speak. I'm so happy to know that there's many other speakers coming out of the woodwork speaking on this very subject. I'm just going to try to do my part on today. And give you the insight that I experienced personally in my life. Glory to God. Let us read. The main plot to this message is to open the eyes of the church to a reality that must be dealt with. We have to open up our eyes to this. This is a reality. This is not something that's going away. I believe sometimes the church just closes their eyes to the realities of this chaos. And you know, I'm mad at the devil, not the church, 
Because I know some churches are out there evangelizing in the inner city as well as the projects. And they're on the streets grinding trying to win souls to Christ. So I give all of my respect to those who have ministries that attack these issues. Thank God for you. But it's definitely a time for more of us who say we are spirit filled, filled with the Holy Ghost and on fire for God to go out and evangelize this situation. The reality has to come to a head. You have to see this, hear this on the news when you're, when they're talking about the murderings going on in our streets. Please hear my heart on today. Read. We are faced with a dying population of men, women, boys and girls, children, senior citizens that are dying over the syndrome of inner city living. The whole family structure is involved. Listen, listen, listen. Men and women that are adults, teenagers, our grandbabies, our senior citizens, all of the family structure is under attack. Please hear me. So I want you to really stop and listen to what I'm going to expose. Because it may involve one of your family members. It may be you that are stuck in this situation. Because all of us are human and all of us endure something in life that is uncomfortable. And if you are living in the inner city and you are living in the projects and you are under this uh, umbrella of what I'm talking about, you may want to listen uh, to this podcast so that you can get free or set free in your mind so that you can get out. I pray that you begin to put together a plan to get out of this chaos. Glory to God. Let us read. Many movies have touched on this subject. But never has a movie been made introducing the church as a solution. All these movies that come out uh, that expose the hood, the ghetto. But never a movie uh, that talks about the church going into the hood, the ghetto, uh, to the streets to evangelize. Glory to God. Uh, I want you to understand uh, that it's time to kind of uh, put things in perspective, I will say, uh, concerning this issue. Let's read, let's read, let's read. Salvation must be taken to the project. Ghetto, hood, and streets that promote a demonic way of living here in this world we live in. Listen. I want you to understand if you go back in history and uh, remember some of the movies that were made, uh, Brown Sugar and Superfly and, and all these different movies, 
they depicted a people living in the hood, in the ghetto, uh, as pimps, gangsters, hustlers, and hoes, and drugs, and violence. And they promoted these movies, and I believe they sent out some liberal messages uh, to cause people to psychologically get caught up in this fantasy of what was going on in the hood as if it was to be glorified. And we all watched these movies. I watched it many times. A lot of different movies. And it all showed all of the inner city chaos. Even at that time, they were, I'm talking about the system, were showing you to your face how you were living. How I was living. What we were trapped in. They were showing us to our face. And so they uh, put actors in place to act out the reality of the hood, the ghetto. My God, it's kicking in. And so uh, I say to that, to all of that to say, uh, I'm glad that the movie industry has been updated and we have positive movies uh, that are being put out of black people in the inner cities uh, being successful. As well as Mexican, uh, Italian, like I say, German, Jewish, Irish. This, this involves many people. You have to understand that in the hood, there were Italian, there were black, there were Jewish, there were Mexican. Even before I knew what Mexican was, Puerto Rican, Jamaican, African. So there was a bit of everybody in this melting pot called the inner city, the hood, or the projects. So this message is to everybody, all right? Not just to African-Americans that are black, but because I know that we suffered many centuries of abuse, yes, I'm talking to you first, and then I'm talking to everybody else. So please hear my heart. Now, let's start, let's just continue to read. Society has written off the scenario and has decided to close their eyes. Society. Listen, listen. The inner workings of the system. Society. I talked about back when I first began about how the Jewish and the Italians and the Africans were set aside or put in a certain area. Uh, when you look up the definition, it talks about them being separated from the rest of society. Listen, listen. Separated from the economics uh, of society, from the wealth of society. Um, the conditions were impoverished. They were in poor neighborhoods. Uh, they were living in rat-infested places. Uh, there was many disease and they had a lack of medical, uh, uh, what else, what I want to say, uh, facilities to help them, those that were sick. And so, uh, this, uh, surrounding was very, 
um, polluted. And so uh, I want to explain to you that this is what we're up against. Now listen, I'm going to go deep, but I just had to stop and share that about some of the circumstances that go on in our inner cities, our projects, and our hoods. Okay, let's read. The inner city, ghetto, hood, and streets of destruction include drug addiction. Wait, let's, now we're going to start breaking it down. Now listen, drug addiction, I've been there. 25 years clean from crack cocaine, I've been there. I've been there with uh, the weed and the alcohol and all of the heroin and all of the drugs that was filtered in to our cities. Glory to God. I'm getting ready to whoop up on the devil now. They were sent into our cities, our inner structures, to be sold to the masses. Why? To keep them drugged out of their mind that they would lose the reality of what kind of environment they were living in. Listen, 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 listen. This had to come from the government. It had to come from the higher up. There was no money, no riches in any of these places that could produce the drugs and the alcohol. The alcohol is a government seal that was brought into our cities to bring destruction to a people. Oh, glory to God. I'm going to beat up on the devil real quick. And know in the inner city that there was a, a, a drug uh, cartel as they call it now, they were just drug dealers that took up the different areas of the city and they began to sell their drugs on their corners or their territories and their areas and all that. I'm going to get into that a little bit before I close. And so we had uh, a state store, which is alcohol, on every other corner. We had drugs sold on every other corner. Uh, we had prostitution, which I'm going to talk about in a minute, on every other corner. So we had uh, gun violence on every other corner. People trying to protect their so-called areas. This is my hood, my strip. You know, you can't sell drugs in my area or you will be gunned down. Like an animal shot in the street. I'm talking about black on black, Mexican on black, Jamaican on black. I'm talking about Italians were involved, Hispanics were involved. Listen, this was a group of people involved in all of this chaos. And so everybody was fighting for territory so that they can, what, sell drugs to their own people and cause them to die in the streets of the hood. Oh, I'm going to open this up in a minute. And so I want you to stay focused on what I'm talking about because this is a very serious situation and it's heartfelt for me because I've been there. I understand what's going on. So she said drugs. Let's listen. Drugs, mm -hmm. alcohol, yes, prostitution. Prostitution. Look at the prostitution that's going on even today as I speak. Our babies, 
They're starting off at 12 and 13 and 14 years old and they're prostituting themselves because they have a lack of hope and they have a lack of finances and their environment is conducive to doing things that they don't want to do. And so our babies are on the street hooking and giving their bodies for money. Not only the females, but the males. Because of the gay and lesbian scenario that has come into the world, uh, there's men and women who are prostituting on our corners in the inner city hood. Also, the ones that are trapped in the projects, in the big buildings that houses a thousand people. Don't you know that all of that is going on on the inside of the projects? This is a serious situation. And I'm not talking about a hundred years ago. I'm talking about right now as we speak. This is going on. Our babies are prostituting themselves for money, for drugs, for alcohol. The domestic pimps have come out and they prey on weak women, weak young boys, and they sell them on the streets for profit, for gain. And they don't have enough in their mind to know it's wrong. My God, we need to begin to pray for these people. This is a serious issue at hand. Let's read. Gang violence. Gang violence like never before. There's, it wasn't a lot of gangs when I was growing up. It was more the mafia and the different cartels from the Jamaicans and uh, the Africans had their cartels and Mexicans had their cartels and, and all of that. Okay. And so everybody started forming their own groups and became uh, this uh, uh, gang uh, that was going to rule over this inner city. So gang violence is at its peak. I was reading something about uh, what's going on in Baltimore. Baltimore, Maryland, oh my God. It's like Vietnam. You talk about gang violence like you wouldn't believe. Gunned down every day. There's somebody gunned down in the streets. Children, teenagers, our grandbabies, our older females and older gentlemen, oh my God, even our elderly are becoming subject to drive-bys and being hit just sitting on the porch, relaxing, reading the paper, trying to drink a glass of lemonade, and they're being gunned down. Because there's an all-out war going on because of the poverty that is in that place. I'm talking about Baltimore. Now, I'm from Philly. But in New York, Baltimore, D.C., Detroit, all of our major cities, L.A., uh, San Diego, yes, San Francisco, all of these places, Florida, some of the places you wouldn't even think are overcome by this syndrome of inner city living. This gangster stuff that's going on with the drugs and the alcohol and the prostitution. 
and the violence like never before. Listen, listen, listen. Read. Poverty. Poverty. Our poverty level is so high in the inner cities, it's unthinkable how poor these people are in our hoods. Glory to God. It's so sad. Uh, I want to say, I'm going to read because I got a little more information. So I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I only have 55 minutes. So I want to give you uh, some more of an insight before I go into and attack the last part of it. Go ahead and read, honey. Health issues, homelessness. Health issues, homelessness. Health issues, homelessness. Why? Because of the conditions they are living in. Glory to God. A lack of quality of product in our neighborhoods. The grocery stores are impoverished. They're not like going to bashes or to uh, fries or to any of these fancy places that we go to, uh, you know, uh, living here in Phoenix, Arizona. These grocery stores are impoverished. They get the worst of the worst. They get the lesser of the products and they're being sold to the people in the community. And most of the time it causes them to be sick and to accumulate diseases. And um, because it's all they can get to, it's what they end up eating. Glory to God. I'm not going to get too deep because I don't have a whole lot of time. Let's read. Let's read. Let's read. Lack of family structure. This is where I want to really dig deep in. Lack of family structure. Listen. If you were in the inner city and you were not raised by a father or a mother. Listen, listen, listen. In your household, you may be suffering from PTSD as we speak. Talk about being traumatized. Talk about being psychologically thrown off to not be raised by a father or a mother in your house. And you had to grow up as a child. And grow into your teenage year and become an adult after not being processed the right way through the family structure. Understand back in the day when uh, welfare came into play, people praised the system and jumped up and down because they were going to get free money from the government. Government cheese and government milk and food stamps and all of this stuff. And we thought it was some sort of, re of relief. And it was because it was well needed because we were impoverished. So we needed help. Glory to God. And so what happened was uh, they put this system in place. Uh, they set a salary per month, which stopped your financial growth. You couldn't make no more than what they were giving you. As long as you were on this system, you were registered, registered as a welfare recipient. Now listen, now listen. And this is what you had to work with, to deal with. 
And not only did they set that precedence, but they also made sure the stipulations was that there could not be a male figure in the household while you were caught up in this system. Please listen. Please listen. I want to help somebody today. So what did that do? I'm talking about being set up by the system. Corruption. Exposed today. You were the male figure, the father figure, whoever uh, uh, gave birth to the children uh, through the mother. The mother gave birth and the father gave the sperm and they became his children. Well, he was taken out of the scenario because uh, they were not allowed to have a father or a male in that part of the projects or the housing that they had, low-income housing. They took out the father, which left the mother all by herself to raise our babies. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, and, and it got worse because the men that were out on the streets that were trying to hustle to sneak finances into the house to help the family, to help the children, they had to go out and hustle. They began to hustle drugs. They began to get into the whole street scenario. Many of them were shot up or became addicted or was incarcerated. And so what happened? It left the woman all by herself to raise her children. The females as well as the little boys, the males, with no father's structure. Listen, listen. And so what happened psychologically is the mother became burnt out because she was trying to, to do all that she could to maintain and to raise her family, to feed her family, and yet live in the conditions of the hood in the ghetto that were just chaotic. Some of the time the water didn't work. The, the electric didn't work. Uh, were crowded in this building in cement blocks. That would give you maybe two, three hundred square feet at that. If that. Most of the buildings were burnt out. There was a lot of stuff going on right inside the project. So she had to deal with all of that. And she had to deal with her babies uh, safety-wise because there were predators in the buildings that were looking for young girls and young men to molest or to rape inside of this project area. Oh, listen, I, I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. And so you got people in the projects um, on the elevators, shooting up drugs. That's when heroin was really, really out there and it was sold everywhere. And, and that's before crack came into play, but they were shooting up, shooting up and doing all these different drugs. And they were inside of the projects as well as outside of the outside, the grounds of the projects on the streets. And they, um, they were high and strung out and they were molesting children and raping people on elevators. And, um, the, the, the police wouldn't come in until somebody was dead. And I mean, it was just, it was unreal. And this was actually going on, I'm talking 20 years ago. 
So this ain't stopped. It's still going on. The police won't even go into the projects or the inner city around the street areas where uh, this low housing stuff is all about uh, until somebody's dead and they go in with a body bag and they pull them out. The police, God bless them, are afraid to go in because they're being shot at. They're being gunned down. I feel so bad for the police force, the ones that are really trying to help. They're having a hard time getting in to even help because people, listen, have lost their mind. I'm going to close out with that whole scenario, that psychological abuse, the trauma, the PTSD. They were caught up in a system and literally lost their mind. Listen, listen. I'm starting to understand the whole gangster rap scene. I'm against uh, them talking about our females, calling them out of their names, and the cussing, the, de the degrading of, of our elderly and our, our, our children. It's very degrading, some of these videos and what they put on um, all these different reality shows and all this stuff about people that are living in the hood or in the projects, my God. And so what's happening is they're causing um, this uh, hip-hop culture uh, to grow. And they're exploiting those who are suffering, those who are living in hell, those who have uh, a, a, a poverty uh, state of mind, uh, not poverty as far as riches, but poverty state of mind. And that's what they live for. And that's what they, they enjoy. Uh, the rap, some of the rap... I, uh, it disgusts me, but after I researched and really started going into some of this rap scene, it's exposing what's going on in the inner city. Uh, so actually these producers uh, who came in and are promoting these rappers uh, to speak and preach uh, what I'm, what I'm going to say, they're speaking and preaching about what's going on in the hood Um they're uncovering what's going on in the hood, but yet nobody is saying help. Nobody's reaching out to say, my God, these people need help. Glory to God. Glory to God. So listen, uh, as we uh, ponder on this scenario about the structure uh, that was taken out, I believe uh, this is my personal thought. That the system was set up to destroy a people, to cause genocide in a people, to cause mass chaos in a people, to cause incarceration, drug addiction, prostitution, gang violence, a living condition that caused people to be trapped in poverty. I'm blaming it on the government. I'm saying to you that are watching this podcast. We have to become a solution to this issue. 
It's happening all over the world, all of our major cities as we speak. And I am putting the devil on notice. It's time to shut the devil down. All you politicians and all you mayors and all you councilmen and all these people that are so-called working in the system, it's time for you to do your job and clean up our neighborhoods. Help us, give us some hope, give us some program, give us some truth. Come in and do what you say you're going to do before you are voted into your office. It's time for you to respond to this podcast. This is an urgency. As I spoke in the very beginning. The time is now. Not later. Open your eyes. This is a reality. To what's going on. In our inner cities. What's going on in our streets. Once again. I say Philadelphia. Detroit. New York. Pittsburgh. LA. Florida. It's worldwide. It's everywhere. But. Nobody seems to want to pay attention or to come in and shut this down. What is wrong with our government? What is wrong with the presidents of the United States? I say presidents that have been elected, that have been put into office. Why aren't you shutting this down? Why are we allowing this to continue? And yet you live off the wealth of the land. There's no picket fences on the inner city. There's no big houses on the inner city. You can't see success in the inner city. You have to get out of that system. Because the system was geared to keep you in a defeated place. I got some more to read. Let's go. I got a few more minutes. I'm just going to touch on... On the back. On the back. Read. Education. The education system. Unemployment. Unemployment system. Poverty. Yes. Homelessness. Homelessness like never before. Police brutality. Police brutality like never before. AIDS and STDs. All kind of diseases. AIDS, STDs, and anything else. That can be added to your body because of the conditions, the poverty, the inequality of health care. Listen. Incarcerations. Incarceration like never before at its highest peak in all our major cities. You got people, male and female, locked up behind bars. Good people who got caught up in the scenario and ended up. Addicted or in jail, and most of them ended up dead. Read. Gang activities. Gang activities. Murder in the streets. Murder in the streets. Out of control. Bloodshed everywhere we look. Listen. Listen. Now, I'm talking to you that are in the projects. It's time for you to come out of the projects. It's time for you to fight for your freedom to get up out of there. You were set up many centuries ago and it's still ongoing. And generation after generation, we are being destroyed. 
and killed, genocide in our cities. Come out of it. I'm praying that some of you that are watching this who know people who live in the projects that live in the inner city that are struggling with all of what I'm talking about today will go out and reach out and begin to talk to them. Reach one, teach one. And let's get our babies out of this scenario. I'm tired of seeing our people put down in the ground. I'm tired. The Mexicans suffer. The Jewish suffer. The Italians suffer. The Germans suffer. The Jamaicans suffer. I'm talking about any race that has been put under this umbrella that is living in an inner city, that is living in the projects, that is enduring this environment. It's time for you to get out. It's time to come together, help each other, and let's put together, put together a plan to get out of this scenario. What else did I have here, honey? That was it here? Okay. So as I close, I got about three minutes. I hope you enjoyed this. I get so excited when I'm talking about, you know, what's going on in the world as a prophet, you know. Uh, try to be prophetic and to be simplistic that you understand what's going on. And I hope that you're listening, that you're opening up your eyes, and that you're opening up your spiritual ears to hear what is going on in our world. And so this simply is... Uh, corruption exposed the title the inner city blues it's time to go out evangelize and to help somebody get free from this system i charge the united states of america that started this whole system shame on you it's time for us as people to march protest Go down to the state house, whatever house we need to go to. You counselors and all you politicians that just got voted in and proclaimed that you're going to save the city and the inner city and you're going to fix our streets and fix all of this. It's time for you to react. Hear me. I'm not speaking as a religious person. I'm not into religion. I'm speaking as a prophet of God. As Isaiah spoke in chapter 61, I'm sending out a word to the people. It's time for you to start fighting for your life. Time to get out of the system. The system does not mean you well. And if they can keep you there in a defeated place, you will die in that same scenario. It's time to be set free. Once again, I want to thank my lovely wife for assisting me. Uh, this was a heartfelt message and I pray that somebody gets blessed. I pray that you continue to reach out to our babies, our children, you know, our teenagers, sit them down, talk to them and help them get free from the scenario. And so to, until the next time we meet, this is J. Anthony Blessed, Spirit Filled Revelations, the prophetic voice, Revelation Exposed. God bless you and we'll talk to you soon. Bye bye.